This is episode six, and you know how we do it. Jamie starts off with something you can use and walk away with in the first 60 seconds before we get into FAQ and most frequently asked questions in a medical billing office. Jamie, hit us with some gold. Always ask questions. Ask questions to your provider. Sometimes your doctor may have some insight on what you can do and make sure you're your own advocate. Right. You have to be your own advocate. Double check the bill. The bill. The insurance. No, definitely. The codes, all that. All of that. The theme is be an informed consumer. Yes. I would assume that when you start doing it, it becomes easier and yeah. you become, right? Yeah. Because just the uh, few times we've recorded, I've learned, uh-huh. right? I know a little bit more about what I'm looking at and all that. So there you there you go. Gold to start us off, ask questions, be informed. We're talking about the most frequently asked questions in a medical billing office with Jamie today. Her top five on episode six of The Cure and the Curse. Warning. The hosts are not doctors or financial advisors, and they definitely are not responsible if you decide to quit your day job and become a professional yodeler. As a member of our audience, you should take our advice with a grain of salt. But don't get salty. This is a conversation about managing the confusing maze that is financing medical care. This is The Cure and the Curse with Brady and Jamie. I do want to talk about something that I mentioned in episode five. We were talking a little bit about the federal mandate because I was asking if you would still get penalized if you don't have individual coverage. Uh The federal individual mandate was eliminated at the end of 2018. Some states, New Jersey, D.C., Massachusetts, Rhode Island, among them do have or may have current penalties. So that's what we said, check your individual state, but Mm -hmm. federally, it looks like, according to healthcare.org, that has gone away. Yes. Okay, so we opened this by saying double check, ask questions. I was doing a little bit of research, and according to Medical Billing Advocates of America and um, something put out by their CEO, upwards, of 80% of medical bills contain errors. Yes, they do. Why is that shocking to me? It shouldn't be, but it is. It is. Listen, my wife, when you go through a drive-through at a fast food, she will not let me leave. She wants to double check the order. She wants to dig in. Yes. Right? Make sure the fries are in there. Make sure she got that extra ketchup. Yes. We don't do that with our medical bills, right? No, not at all. Again, we have a provider, we have their billing, we have the insurance billing it, Uh right? And typos, all sorts of stuff happens. Talk to me about where I'm looking for errors, like where those might occur. Typically, you will notice them mostly on your explanation of benefits and sometimes your bill because... On the explanation of benefits, that's where the provider will list all the services received, right? And sometimes it's not specific. You know, you have to ask for an itemized bill because sometimes they'll use just miscellaneous items as a listing (laughs) on your bill. And you're like, okay, miscellaneous, what was that, you know? And so I think whenever you just go through it with a fine-tooth comb, 
make sure you understand all the services that are provided. And so whenever you call the billing office, they'll usually just try to kick you off to the uh, clinician. Oh, well, based upon the documentation, this is what they said you have. So you can request at that point your medical records and look at your medical records because everybody can read. I assume <laughs> and read because I'm nosy and I look at mine mm -hmm. and I read to see, oh, OK, I noticed that you noted this. Um, tell me more about this. You know, is this something that should have been incorporated in another service? Because sometimes you'll come across um, health care providers that will uh, separate the charges that are supposed to be bundled together as one charge oh. and so that's when they try to pull it apart and give you you know like you have a first aid kit you buy the first aid kit so you expect the band-aids ointment all that's in one price right and that's essentially how medical services are supposed to be presented most things especially if they're related to one another have to be bundled in the same price mm. so they'll end up pulling those individual items out of the bundling and charge you separately for it. And so sometimes that's how the charges get racked up. Interesting. Yeah. Typically, do you think they will say this miscellaneous was X, Y, or yeah. Z? Because they have to tell you because they can't just put blanket terms on it right. and expect you to pay and deal with it and live your life. Right. No, like you if, need to know. Yeah. If I went to the grocery store and it just said food. Yeah. What do you mean? Food? Yeah. <laughs> right? What do you mean food? Yeah, Break what type of food? Right. Produce, meat, deli. I need to know everything. Talk to me about codes because oh. that's something that's brand new to me. So That'll tell me about your that. Mind. Right. It'll blow your I'm mind. not ready for this. You're not ready. <laughs> You're just not ready. You know? <laughs> the codes are used to describe the procedure you received, right? The codes have different prices based upon where you live, which is interesting in itself. But right. yeah, but everything that you have has a code. And so the code basically tells you the price. It's kind of like a barcode, like at the store. You want to know the price, you scan it, boom. So it should be the same ideology or analogy used whenever you use CPT codes. So there's the current procedural terminology, which is a CPT codes that decides, that determines the procedure. And there's the ICD-10 codes that determines the diagnosis or determines, you know, essentially you come in with a chief complaint, you're seen by the physician and they let you know what your ailment is or what your issue is. You'll get diagnosed at that point. Okay. So those ICD-10 codes dictate a lot of what you can and cannot bill or perform. Okay. And that's where the funny business comes in. So we have a couple different codes. Mm -hmm. One, I'm going to get a code for if they give me stitches. Yeah. That's a certain CPT code, mm -hmm. right? And then there's a diagnosis code. Mm -hmm. Okay. First, let's go to the CPT codes. Are those standard across the country? Meaning yes. stitches are a certain code yes. every state. Yes. Okay. What I'm going to do is ask for my itemized bill. It will say CPT one, two, three. Mm -hmm. And then I Google that and go, oh, that was stitches. Yes, I got stitches. Yes. Right. So that's yes. one thing I'm double checking. Yes. With my diagnosis, so then I'm going to have a code for, let's say, high blood pressure. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Now, then I'm taking that code because I would imagine whatever I'm diagnosed with, 
will affect how my insurance covers. Yes. Okay. Is that something that I can go back to my physician and say, can you change my code that you diagnose me with? It depends. Because most of the time, the physician or whomever you see are kind of knowledgeable on what insurance will cover and what they won't cover. Okay. And sometimes they will, ah, I hate to say finagle, but they will choose a diagnosis code that it would be closest to appropriate to the reason you come in so it can be reimbursed, okay. right? But sometimes, you know, you come in and it's just one of those situations where they have to code what it is and then your insurance may or may not cover it. See, this is, con- so the, because I can be diagnosed with, let's say, can I be diagnosed with depression uh-huh. or can depression be a symptom of a different diagnosis? It can be. Right? It can be. But let's cuz let's say sometimes a head injury might cause depression. Yeah. And that's a huge issue too whenever you have to code as to the highest specificity as possible. Oh, that's a cute one. Yeah. Specificity. It's a great word. Because, you know, me myself personally, I look at my medical records. I've had instances where they'll just put anxiety and i'm like no i'm really here because my thyroid is out of whack right which may be causing right so you need to code like hyper hypothyroidism and not anxiety you know what i mean because then when you refer to someone else you know we're people so you already have this preconceived idea and so when you have that preconceived idea it kind of dictates your treatment and how you're treated now that's a whole nother layer because you're talking about but at the end of the day we go back to be informed you have to be informed if you know what your diagnosis code is yes then you can go to insurance yeah and you can double check and you can see what's covered and that's going to help a lot there absolutely and if it's not then maybe then maybe you can go back to your physician or whoever gave you that diagnosis. Yes. And adjust from there. Yes. Okay. So when we're double checking our bills, we're looking at the treatment codes and uh-huh. our diagnosis, just so we know. Yeah. We're just informed. So you know. Right. Right. And we're double checking to ensure that I got this, whatever they said I got. Because the diagnosis is a different situation than treatment codes, because did you get this? Did they do that? Right. Did they give you stitches if that's what they're charging you yes. for? You have to know all that stuff because you have to be informed, especially for people that have chronic illnesses, high blood pressure, diabetes and things of that nature, you know, that can affect other organs. Right. And then at the time that they're getting treated for one of them, like high blood pressure, and then the doctor will, you know, speak of kidney issues due to the high blood pressure. The patient is really not knowledgeable about what is going mm-hmm. on and what is being said. And then next thing you know, a year or two later, they're in kidney failure. And they're like, whoa, when did this happen? Like, right. And the doctor's looking at you like, you've been coming every year for high blood pressure that's been under control. You don't know that your kidney's failing. Right. Then next thing you know, next month you're on dialysis. Right. Then I'm depressed. <laughs> Well, here's the, th- that's what I'm saying. Like if I'm diagnosed with X, but it's also affecting Y, but I'm not covered for Y because I'm diagnosed with X. Right. That's where we need to make sure we know yes. our codes. You got to know what, the, what they're saying that you're being diagnosed with. Okay. So now I know, then I can be more proactive. 
um, have more preventative services and treatment. Let's say it's a high blood pressure thing. And then I go in later because I'm having kidney issues. Well, if that code isn't and diagnosis isn't connected, now I'm getting charged for a whole new kidney issue that was really tied Mm -hmm. to my first diagnosis. Right. Right. Okay. So you're going to see a kidney specialist, a nephrologist, and they're going to, you know, check you out. And so that's a whole nother doctor that you got to see a specialist for however long, you know, and then the insurance is going to treat that different if you're not diagnosed in a way that it would be tied to. Yes and no. But once you go to the referral, the specialist, then at that point, he's supposed to diagnose you. Okay. The primary diagnosis is the overarching theme. Right. And if those aren't connected, that's right. where pricing and, and yeah. costs can increase. Yeah, because there's some things that they'll refer you to do that necessarily you don't have to do. Right. Or you can have managed by your primary care physician, which right. is, could be cheaper. <laughs> okay. Before we get to your FAQ, one more thing I wanted to talk to you about. You mentioned referrals. Oh, yeah. Um, We posted something on our Facebook page, which you can find us and join, and we'd love for you to follow and support there. We posted something, and there was some back and forth about referrals specifically for physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Kansas is a direct access state, which I think I know what that means, but explain it to me. Uh, because I probably don't. What's direct <laughs> access mean? Essentially, you can come to see a specialist, um, physical therapy without a physician referral. So say you woke up one day and you got a sore back. You can schedule an appointment and come to see the therapist and you don't need a physician referral. Here's the caveat. If you're going to bill your insurance, it's based on your insurance restrictions. So oh. your insurance may have you have to have a script from your physician or an authorization to approve based upon the diagnosis. So direct access means, you know, you can go directly to whomever you want to receive the care from without going to your uh, primary care physician to get a referral. Do we know if Missouri's the same way or no? They are not. They are not. Is it just physical therapy or any specialist? I think it's any specialist, but most specialists require referral okay so i can't just go set up an appointment at a neurologist right and they're gonna be like why are you here yeah yeah or oncologist okay why are you here and check my noggin right you know but okay so again being informed but if i wake up and my hamstring hurts yeah i don't need to go to my regular doctor to get a referral for a physical therapist unless my insurance requires it but the one thing we go back to is cash pay Maybe I just go directly to physical therapy and cash pay because depending on where I am with my insurance and my deductible and how much it costs to go see my doctor, Mm -hmm. if he's just going to refer me to a physical therapist anyway, yeah, right? It may be cheaper to go directly to physical therapy. Right. Because that, I think they had that in mind when they passed it is, you know, you're going to all these other people before you even get to the need. Right. And so you didn't spend all this money everywhere else other than where you needed it to right. be spent. And will they solve it? Because no. phys- I've been I've been to a general about something like that. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, take some pain pills. Oh, yeah. do whatever. Oh, lay off of it for a little while. Right. My primary care doctor has never said, oh, here's some ways you can move and stretch right. this limb. 
Right. They've never asked me, what are you eating? Is that causing inflammation? You know what I mean? No, they don't. Go have some x-rays. Go see if you tore an ACL. Go see if you broke your leg. But they don't say, here's a way to utilize that leg better and Mm -hmm. differently. I have to plug. Oh, please. For direct access. Yes. Because I've seen this happen. People come in post-automobile accident. Mm -hmm. We call it MVA, motor vehicle accident. They haven't been to the emergency room. They haven't been to a doctor. They haven't been. They'll just come straight here, which you could legally. But it's just not a good idea because we don't have imaging. Mm. We don't know, you know, we don't know what's going on. So it's better. And most of the time, if it's an auto accident and you want your auto coverage to pay for it, they'll require for you to see a physician first Okay. before you come to be a, uh, to see a PT. So those are the instances, even though direct, direct access is an option for you, it's just not a good idea for you to get in an accident and 30 minutes later come to a PT right, clinic right. So, to see a physician. Yeah, so imaging. for something traumatic, yeah, right, like that, some acute injury that needs yeah. immediate, that's, but physical therapy from a, oh, my hip is starting to hurt. Because like the other day, I went golfing last weekend and I think I pulled a muscle or something Mm -hmm. around my hip right Mm -hmm. and my natural inclination is let's just ride it out see how bad it gets right before Uh, i go see anybody do that right but that's the thing where physical therapy comes into play because if i let it ride out either i'm going to start adjusting and and mess up my other hip yes because i'm compensating for the pain yes or that's going to go on and on and on until it's too late now i need hip surgery or whatever it is right when you could have prevented it i mean but that's old school i think everybody in the world does that right think well yeah i know i do i have a little pain it'll go away right and why do we do that i honestly think jamie the reason we do that it all comes back to i don't know how much it's going to cost me i assume i can't afford it yes let's ride it out let's ride it out and let us you know let our body do its thing and heal itself and skip off into the sunset. Rarely does it work, because even if the pain goes away, it doesn't mean we're not compensating the other side and it's going to cause me an issue. Yes. Five, ten, at some point. Right. Right. Okay. We're going to hit you with Jamie's top five FAQ from the billing office next. When you're done looking for impersonal generic health care, allow True Move KC Physical Therapy to introduce you to a distinct niche in our field. Whether it's restoring fitness after an injury or maintaining wellness in the face of chronic conditions, we are revolutionizing what it means to reclaim control over your health. Benefit from the wisdom, warmth, and professionalism of our seasoned staff. Connect with us at our office just west of 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Online at TrueMoveKC.com or call 913-642-7746. True Move is giving you your shot at redefined health. Transform today. Transform for tomorrow. True Move Physical Therapy. Better health through motion. All right, Jamie, hit us with the top five from your experience in medical billing offices, the top five questions you get hit with. Well, the first one we covered, and that is, do I need a referral? The answer is um, no for direct access. 
except for Medicare patients. Medicare patients require uh, a script. But everyone else, it depends on your insurance. Your insurance is the only determining factor of if you need a script or not. So um, your best bet is to call your insurance and just um, ask um, in regards to whatever procedure you're receiving, do I need a script for my referring physician in order to have this service covered? And if it's an ache and pain and physical therapy directly that you're looking at, mm -hmm. again, when you call your insurance and find out, also find out what's covered and yes. look at what the total cost may be because yes. cash pay may be cheaper. Yes. Especially if you have open deductible. Yes. Okay. Number two. What is direct access? I think we've we covered, covered that. that. All right. Number three. I have patients that come in that's had physical therapy before and they've asked me, well, my, all I had to do is pay a copay over at hospital do good. Why do I have to pay a deductible? So different clinics or facilities are categorized differently. So an outpatient, even though it's outpatient service, if it's in hospital base, the coverage is different from a standalone facility, which we're considered okay. as a private clinic. So coverage will be different. So don't assume just because you receive PT somewhere else that it will be the same coverage somewhere else Okay. because it will not. And then people also make the mistake of looking at their insurance card. And you know how it'll list specialists, copay this, uh, primary care, the copay is this. Um, that's not true for all instances. You still have to call your insurance and verify your coverage. Okay. When I call my um, insurance to verify coverage, am I giving them a specific, like if the doctor refers me to a, a physical therapist in the hospital that he works or she works at, mm -hmm. I can call my insurance and go, hey, I'm also looking at this different clinic. Can you compare mm -hmm. what my cost may be and what my coverage may be? Yes. Because we've learned from previous episodes, just because that physical therapy office is in the same building as my doctor, it may not be a network. Right. That got me. Yeah. So that was an earlier episode. So again, shop around for services like physical therapy, even with a referral. Right. Okay, number four, please. Why do some clinics or physician offices ask for money up front? Okay. Typically, <laughs> this is a nice little light bulb. People, when you go to hospitals, mostly hospitals, small private clinics do not do this. They do some, they also check your credit score to figure out the likelihood of you paying them mm. before you come in, right? Which is... Yeah. Eh, yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. Yes. So the reason why most people have enlisted this practice is because, you know, once you receive the bill, we expect the full payment upon uh, receipt, once you receive the bill. Of course, most people don't have that amount up front. So what they do is ask for a certain amount of monies towards that visit up front. That way it kind of can be a down, I consider it a down payment because we do it also here at this clinic for people that have deductibles to meet. Each visit will ask for $50. That way that goes towards your deductible. So when you receive your bill, a chunk of that is already taken off and the sticker shock, you know, you won't freak out. So it kind of helps you. It's like a down payment on your um, procedures before you receive the bill. Okay. So it lessens the blow. Okay. So don't be surprised if you do get asked for money up front anywhere. Anywhere. That makes sense. If I'm going in for open heart surgery. Yeah. 
they may ask for a little bit more. They may ask for a little bit more. They may. And number five. Oh, this is so cute. Okay. Um, this is for Medicare patients. I love them to death. For physical therapy, you have what we consider, a, well, what Medicare considers a threshold, right? And it is a certain amount of monies that they owe a lot towards physical therapy, which I think it's $2,330 for this year. Each year it goes up, just like the deductible goes up each year. Mm. So patients are always concerned once they start meeting that dollar amount cap based upon the amount of times they've been here and the claims that have been submitted. And so they just don't want to be left with a bill. Um, the information I would like to give everyone, like I tell them whenever they call in concerned that they'll get left with a bill because they met their cap is that Medicare will pay as long as your visits are considered medically necessity. Medical necessity means as long as you show that you're continuing to progress, then they'll continue to pay. Mm. Physical therapy is an elective, right? Mm. So that, you know, that's a different type of service. So um, as long as your clinician proves that you're progressing, at some point when you plateau, they consider it maintenance. Medicare does not cover maintenance at that mm. point. So be very careful about your plan of care, how long you're going to be in therapy, and schedule your life based upon that. <laughs> um, I have to assume that, I don't know why I would assume this, <laughs> that, that Medicare makes it fairly easy to track your spending and how close you are or aren't to a cap? Uh, the best way you as a consumer can check is when you look at your explanation of benefits mm -hmm. and they'll tell you how much they've paid. Now, based upon how much they paid, that gives you an indication on how much you have used towards that cap. Do they indicate the cap there or no? I don't think so. Okay, so you have to find that out. Yeah. But is that a generic amount for everybody? Uh, yeah, it's the okay. same set amount okay. for so everybody. So whatever it is. All right. Uh huh. Okay, man. Yeah. That's a lot, Jamie. Mm -hmm. This this the thing. It's a yeah, lot. It is a lot. And so many entities involved, and there's banks and insurance companies mm -hmm. and, and specialists, and mm -hmm. not you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a lot. A okay. lot of hands in a pot. Right? Yes. Seriously. And mm -hmm. again. I want to go back to reiterate what we started off with, like uh, the estimates are up to 80% of medical bills may have errors. Yes. And you're talking about the difference in a code could be a lot yes. of money Yes. and or how your insurance is going to cover. Yes. Because if somebody typed in the wrong code, yes. they meant stitches, but the code went in as leg amputation or yes. whatever it is. Yes. That could be wildly wrong, wildly, you know, so yes. when you get this bill, if you especially get hit with sticker shock, double check those codes. Yes. Info at thecureandthecurse.com. We have a Facebook page as well. Support us by sharing this podcast. You should be able to find it wherever you get your favorite podcast. For Jamie, mm -hmm. great job again. Thank you. For Jamie, uh, I'm Brady. Thank you for listening to episode six of The Cure and the Curse. When you're done looking for impersonal, generic healthcare, allow True Move KC Physical Therapy to introduce you to a distinct niche in our field. 
Whether it's restoring fitness after an injury or maintaining wellness in the face of chronic conditions, we are revolutionizing what it means to reclaim control over your health. Benefit from the wisdom, warmth, and professionalism of our seasoned staff. Connect with us at our office just west of 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park. Online at TrueMoveKC.com or call 913-642-7746. True Move is giving you your shot at redefined health. Transform today. Transform for tomorrow. True Move Physical Therapy. Better health through motion.